Chance Technology, the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to a new chapter. Today we will speak about the challenges that we face when translating knowledge graphs, also called ontologies. And for that, I have sitting next to me one of our linguistic specialists, Sara Noriega. Welcome to the studio. Hello everyone, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here today. Sara's background is translating and interpreting, as well as being a Spanish teacher. Sara, I asked you to come today to speak about the challenges of building a multilingual knowledge graph in the fields of education, skills and job data. Let's start with the basics. Translation and interpreting. What is the difference? Well, the main difference is that interpreters convert messages from one language to another orally, while translators do so in a written text. So, in our multilingual ontology, where we have millions of related concepts, what are we doing? Translating or interpreting? We are translating. Think that the main skill of translators is the ability to understand the source language and the culture of the country where the text originated and reflect all this information in the target language without losing the meaning, but at the same time making sense to the culture of the target country. For example, if you have to translate a text whose source language comes from a culture where there are at least nine distinct synonyms for the same word, in English you would have to either describe them or leave them in the original language and then explain what they mean. Oh, so do you have an example in mind? Yes. The Greek language, for instance, has been spoken in the same geographical region for at least 4,000 years. So having a very rich vocabulary, it's only natural. For example, the word love has at least nine distinct synonyms conveying different hues of the concept. The word agapi expresses a selfless and idealized kind of love, while eros suggests feelings of romantic, passionate love. On the other hand, storchi indicates a kind of protected, kinship-based love, especially between family members, and philia signifies the deep and authentic love towards a friend. From my perspective, the difference is clear. As their role is not the same, nor are their language skills trained in the same way. How do we handle translations here at Jans Technology, Sara? Well, in Jans, we use translation on a daily basis, on our ontology. That's, uh, in other words, is a um, large database of up to 57 different languages. The main function we have in our ontology is to organize and categorize all terminology like occupations, skills, educations, in such a way that is structured into specific branches and families in order to guarantee a precise match on our platform. How it is possible to work with so many languages at the same time? Do you speak that many languages? <laughs> no, I'd love to. But as you know, we are a multicultural and multilingual team that translates these terms into the different languages available. This seems easy at first glance, but precisely because of the cultural problem mentioned before, sometimes we have to deal with a term widely used in Chinese, for example, that has no translation into Spanish. And what happens when we have regional specific jobs and we want to translate them? In that case, it depends on each concept. For instance, the job Perceveiro, a typical profession in northern Spain and Portugal, 
It is a type of fisherman who fishes for barnacles, crustaceans that live on the rocks of the cliffs and beaches of these areas. In the UK, this profession has the name barnacle fisherman. So percebeiro is a unique word in Spanish and Portuguese that English doesn't have. Oh, this is so particular. I imagine there are so many jobs in the world that are specific to the region that we would never finish. Yeah, and it doesn't end there. We also find translation problems with educations. A very clear example is the bachillerato. Even if its meaning varies in different Spanish-speaking countries, in Spain, for example, it refers to the last two years of high school and not to a bachelor's degree, as it might seem at first glance in English. Oh, we are opening Pandora's box. Do you only apply translations for the ontology? No, we also act as translators when teaching the artificial intelligent machine. Not in the same way as with ontology, but we help it to understand that in the different languages in which it works, concepts or segments should not always be taken literally. Sometimes there are nuances that it must learn to distinguish. What are the challenges you are facing at Jens? The classification of professions and studies in Europe and around the world in general changes from country to country, both in terms of time and type of training, as well as in terms of skills and tasks performed in the occupation. For instance, a carpenter who completed an 18-month apprenticeship in the UK will have a different skill set than a carpenter with four-year apprenticeship in Austria, even though both completed a standardized training for the same skill trade. But Sarah, let me ask you, if there is no universal consensus, how can you then classify such a variety of terms? Well, we must take into account the different common reference frameworks for qualifications and studies, such as the European Qualifications Framework or the European Credit System for vocational education and training, and even for classifying occupations such as ESCO for Europe or ESCO 08, which is used internationally. So the classification and translation of occupations, skills, educations and other terminology collected in our ontology is a real challenge for us. Aha! Uh -huh. Each time is getting more complicated. Why are ontologies and semantic technologies the solution to overcome such challenges? Because even if these international classification systems are very helpful, they are not 100% reliable in every language since our team often finds mistakes in the translations. It is only possible by a human expert creator to compare differences and similarities in education and qualifications across borders and languages divides. The creator's team can understand the correct meaning of a term thanks to their background knowledge and the context in which the specific term is used. A machine, of course, <laughs> lacks this ability. What if you find a term that cannot be translated? Does this happen? Of course. The beauty and fascination of translation is precisely that it is not exactly like maths. It is not a question of A plus B equals C. So it is not all black and white. In translation, there are always different brush strokes. The first example that comes to my mind is au pair. This is a French word that refers to a young foreign person who helps with housework or childcare in exchange for food, a room or even some money. This job cannot be translated, so we would leave it in French version. Right. In Spain, we also use the French word for this job. But I am thinking, what about the nannies? Are they not doing the same job? Yes, they share most of the skills, 
but have different working conditions. However, what is really important for us is to understand that their main skills are almost the same in order to provide an accurate match. All right, that makes sense. If I would be a nanny, my skills would be also suitable for an oper job. Sara, the last question. So you usually work on the English, Spanish and Catalan ontology. Do all languages face the same issues? Oh no. In fact, I always laugh with my coworkers about how many differences we find in each language. For example, in Vietnamese and in Greek, they use one word for the occupations consultant, counselor and advisor. Or in Arabic, there is the occupation by al-Zohor, which is translated to English whether as florist or flower seller, depending on the region. I get the impression that we can have many chapters more related to the challenges our team is facing. Sara, thank you so much for the time and clarification. Thank you, Laura. To conclude what we've learned today, ontologies and semantic technologies are extremely important and basically the solution to overcome linguistic challenges. Now we can understand how important it is to have a powerful human team of translators like Sara specialized in the HR domain to supervise and train all the deep learning processes at Jan's Technology. If you want to learn more about the big world of occupation data, subscribe to not miss the next episode. One more time, thank you for listening and goodbye. This was a Chance Technology podcast. Listen to new chapters every month.